It's after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
should have cried when we learned to tell lies. I still know what's been here before. Oh, my. 
Yisrael Werdiger with Kivinu Kalayom, Kili Shuascha for your salvation. We pine, we hope, we anticipate every day. Yerachmiel uh, Begun Miami Boys Choir, Me'im Hashem, Ayal Golan, our protest to the uh, disgusting parody video that Hamas released based on that beautiful song by Ayal Golan. We play the real song with the real words. And the real inspiration for life, Misha Ma'amin. Uh, Micha Gammerman with Micha Avdecha, his title track, Yoshi Fruchter and Adam's Song, perfect for Shabbos Bracious, from the uh, CD Beyond the Book, Safam with the Jerusalem. And that's the original. That was the first recording of Jerusalem that Safam ever released. 
And it is spectacular. And we release it, or I should say we play it today because of the news from Jerusalem. As uh, one of the Israeli news sites puts it, Gal HaTerror Nimshach, the wave of terror continues. For those of you who are unaware of the morning news, Magain David Adom said on Thursday that a Palestinian assailant stabbed an Israeli man in Rehov Bar-Lev in Yerushalayim, wounding him seriously. 25 years old, wounds to his upper body. The victim was rushed to Sharet Tzedek. Reports indicate that the incident occurred near the Israel Police National Headquarters. Police on the scene to investigate. This is all from the Jerusalem Post. Media reports say the assailant is a 19-year-old terrorist. The man was attacked, according to the police, just before noon while walking in the area. The assailant was apprehended by police moments later. There were stab wounds to his upper body. MDA paramedics who got to the scene administered life-saving treatment. He was rushed to the hospital in a serious condition. Stabbing is the fourth of its kind in the capital since October 1st. That's a week and has resulted in heightened police security throughout Flashpoint Arab neighborhoods in the Old City. The wave has killed two Jews, seriously wounded at least five others. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is getting to be, not that this is any major revelation, uh, but this is certainly getting to be a very serious situation. And uh, the response from the United States is outrageous. Many of you probably saw some of the uh, statements that have uh, come out. The response from the United Nations and its heads, outrageous, of course. And the response of the Israeli government, I don't know. Let's hope and pray they have the wherewithal to protect our brethren, the citizens and residents of Israel. Let's hope and pray. Uh, but this is getting very serious. Thursday morning broadcast on this uh, October the 8th, day 25 in the month of Tishrei, the year 5776. Wishing everybody a happy, healthy, and sweet brand new year. 63 degrees outside with 78% humidity. Winds are east at 5 miles per hour. Partly cloudy today with a high of 69. And tonight, partly cloudy, low 60. Afternoon thunderstorms are tomorrow, a high temperature of 77 degrees. Yerushalayim at 75. We're at 63 here in Jersey City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. We're going to try to make contact with Josh Haston at some point during this morning's JM in the AM. He was a victim of terror yesterday uh, in what a lot of... Um, that people saw on social media his account of what happened. We hope to speak to him coming up here at JM in the AM. And um, tomorrow, of course, Malcolm Honline will join us, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. We'll talk about the news of the day with the weekly update here at JM in the AM. So a lot to talk about, but uh, in a lot of cases, it's all talk. Let's hope and pray that the action that's necessary is taken. Great day on our stream today at jmnam.org. Amazing programming all through the day on what we belovedly call the uh, NSN, Nahum Siegel Network, and I hope everybody out there has an opportunity to tune into some of our programming today on our stream. Um, we really have some amazing material. Uh, the boardroom with Charlie Harari will um, follow JM in the AM, featuring an in-depth look at the importance of boldness in life and the workplace.
The uh, Jew in the City Speaks at 10 a.m. will be an encore presentation of a conversation that Allison Josephs had with uh, Emily Stern, an artist, a poet, a photographer, a balachuva, an eldest daughter of uh, radio personality Howard Stern. At 10.30, Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life. And um, our live lunch will start at 11 a.m. I saw a note from Gorf earlier this morning that the stunt show at 1 o'clock today after the live lunch. Gorf is in Boston, Massachusetts, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the groundbreaking Jewish folk group Safam, who we played earlier. He'll have an in-depth interview, a retrospective with Joel Sussman, plus a debut of a brand new song, a uh, Nahum Siegel Network exclusive, and even more. Joel will sit down at the piano and share a work in progress. Now, I have spoken to Joel Sussman a number of times over the last 32 years. He is always an amazing musical interview. And the Safam story, I think, is incredible. They're one of my favorites, as many people know. So today at 1 o'clock, you get to hear Gorf, Jordan B. Gorfinkel, speak with Joel and uh, speak about the 40th anniversary of Safam uh, during the stunt show beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on our stream at jmtheam.org. And again, I think that's pretty cool. Thursday morning at 21 minutes before 7 o'clock, and uh, we will continue with this selection from Yaakov Shweki.
Talk of the town, he is the best guy by around. If you're a guest or here for a look at his behest, you won't be mistook. Kohen or Levi, or Israel like me, he'll make you feel content and at home, cause he's Gabai of the Shul. Keeping things so calm, walking through the gate and you can feel his charm. Listens to your tale, quick to refer, offers you some schnapps or a new liquor. Glad to make you a new member, cut you a deal on the price. People who have nothing even get a little good advice. Gabai of the shoe, see him for your cue. He'll tell you when to pick up Torah one or two. Demeanor's always fine, never comes late Giving kids their candies is his greatest trait Never any kind of discord Never will he just pretend Always has the keys and makes sure someone locks up in the end Gabby of the Shul always tells you why Every Passover will help your matzah by Calls them up for sure, makes them feel great You should hear him say the prayer for the state Everybody in the Midian, make sure you've turned off your cell phone. You're excited for Briss's Hill, make sure to get you from your home. 
of the year. Cast off your load. Return to your roots. Teshuvah's the mode. This time isn't fun. It could be much worse. Wants to revive your spirit first. Here you're not forsook. Here your soul's alive. The important thing in life is to be inscribed. Finding you a chair, giving you relief. If you've got a simcha or you're bent in grief, giving you the source delivers this and that. And it does not matter if you wear a hat. Presidents will give him welcome. Their pride is that he's on their side. Doesn't take advantage, everything he does is filled with pride. You never will entice, Torah Torah's very nice. Reads the Parsha every Shabbat at least twice. Comes without a price, never takes a cut. The people get Aliyah's shul is never shut. He can fix all kind of devices. No halacha that he doesn't know. The congregations please and never are deceived. This Babai never ran a better show. Always tells you why Every Passover he'll help you matzah by Calls him up for sure Makes them feel great You should hear him say the prayer for the state Everybody in the minyan Knows exactly what they've got Nobody will tease the thing before they get a little hot I know it seemed this job would be a cinch but the Almighty knows this is a partnership. Gabai of the Shul sometimes takes the hit, but running God's house is worth every bit. I really love to lane and give out the maftir. It seems they want to re-elect me every year. We don't do it for the stature. Of this there isn't any doubt. Good deeds are abound, we do it to help everybody out. Gabay of the Shul, Gabay of the Staff, Shalia Hatibor, very tough craft. Married to the Shul, serving the Kahal, doesn't get the compliments, just the scowls. Everybody bless the Gabay, everybody bless the Rav. Everybody say Amen, Amen. Keep the Gabay very safe. Male, 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 male
Is David Gabe, Yeshua Hashem Geherifayan, can't put it better than that. <sighs> Salvation of God in the blink of an eye. That's uh, sometimes what it feels like we need. Um, Benny Friedman before that with Malani. You heard Schlockrock. I, I got a call yesterday from Lenny Solomon. He's heading to the United States for a two-week stint in November and a two-week stint in December. How do you like that? So the king of schlock is going to be making the rounds. If you want to book him, head to his website. Uh, he is amazing in schools and for groups, especially this time of year as Hanukkah approaches and everything. 
Uh, Gabai of the Shul figured after the uh, holiday of uh, Shemini Atzeres and Simchas Torah, it's a good time to uh, pay tribute to the Gabayim. In fact, I'm going to give a special shout-out to uh, Mr. Matt Fishbaum of the New Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island. Not an easy job. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, Simchas Torah, not an easy job. So we uh, do a little tribute to the Gabayim out there, Gabay of the Shul from Almost on Broadway with Schlock Rock. Ya- uh, Yaakov Shweki, I Can Be, that's his great single. Thursday morning, it's JM in the AM with 63 degrees, partly cloudy and a high temperature of 69. We have our news from Israel coming up. The news continues with reports of the continued wave of terror, Gal HaTerror Nimshach, as they say in Hebrew. Uh, the wave of terror continues, unfortunately. More incidents this morning, of course. Um, let's hope that the government of Israel has the wherewithal to protect our brethren, the uh, citizens and residents of the state of Israel. Let's hope and pray. If you want to comment on our app, the NSN app is uh, up and moving and running. Uh, install the NSN app on your Android or your iPhone. Of course, you can comment on the home screen of the app at any point during the show. And I thank those who commented yesterday during the uh, live lunch and during JM and the AM. It is much appreciated. Uh, today we have an amazing day on our stream, all day long, actually. We really have an incredible day on our stream. Um, Charlie Harari with The Boardroom, brand new edition, coming up at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, right after JM and the AM. Make sure to be tuned in on the NSN app and on jmandtheam.org. Um... Allison Joseph's Jew in the City Speak starts at 10. Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life. She reminds everybody that it's October and we're wearing pink. And Kitchen Sink's Doug Sokloff will join Miriam L. Wallach today to discuss the program in conjunction with Charshera to support this great organization and promote breast cancer awareness. So Kitchen Sink and Charshera are together in this effort. She'll explain the whole thing with Doug Sokloff at about 10.30 this morning at jmnam.org. Uh, plus, you'll discuss other programs going on in your community that support Charshered as well. That's today on the stream. Make sure to be tuned in, NSN Network, jmnam.org. And don't forget that Gorf has an amazing... I, I, I haven't heard it yet, and I believe it's going to be an amazing conversation with Joel Sussman, 40th anniversary of Safam. Gorf is in Boston, putting together that stunt show for today, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the stream right after the live lunch. We always have amazing things going on. You can comment all day long on the NSN app, and we certainly hope you will. Josh Haston, an hour from now, a victim of terror yesterday in a much-publicized story. He'll give us the whole lowdown coming up right here at JM and the AM. And don't forget, Malcolm Homeline tomorrow. The weekly update starts at 7.40 tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmdm.org. Galit's on the background. We will get to our news from Israel coming up and plenty more on this uh, Thursday morning broadcast at JM and the AM. 63 degrees, partly cloudy and a high temperature of 69. Tonight, partly cloudy and a low of 60. Afternoon thunderstorms for tomorrow. Erev Shabbos Bracious with a high temperature of 77. Special shout out to those who are going to be uh, recognizing the beautiful honor of Chassan Torah and Chassan Bracious this Shabbos with wonderful Kiddushim, great Kiddushes 
this coming shot. This is Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next to JMN. Galitzal, Asha Stein, Kan Shibel Karmi Mansur, Imashakore Achshab. פיגוע דקירה בירושלים, מחבל פלסטיני דקר בצהריים, תלמיד ישיבה, ופצה אותו קשה, סמוך לעמתי הארצי של המשטרה. מדווח כתבנו רום ליאור. הישראלי שנפצע בפיגוע פונה לבית החולים שערי צדק כשהוא מורדם ומונשם, והוא ינותח בבית החולים. מעדויות ראשונות עולה שפלסטיני הצליח לדקור את הצעיר הישראלי בצווארו ולפצוע אותו קשה. לאחר מכן החל המחבל לברוח מהזירה, התעמת עם מאבטח של הרכבת הקלה, והצליח לברוח עד שנתפס על ידי שוטרי יס"מ בקרבת מקום. מפקד מחוז ירושלים, ניצב משה צ'יקו אדרי, סיפר בזירה לכתבנו ישי שנרב על הפיגוע ורגעי ההשתלטות. תלמיד ישיבה כבן 25, משם המשיך לכיוון התחנת רכבת, שם נאבק עם אחד המאבטחים, בצע מרדף ובסמוך לצומת המטה הארצי, שם שוטרים הבינו, מחבל מנסה להיכנס לרכב או לפתוח רכב, הם ירדו ובמרדף קצר השתלטו על המחבל, עצרו אותו כתבתנו קוראל יעקבי מוסרת שראש עיריית ירושלים ניר ברקת הגיע לפני זמן קצר לבקר את תלמיד הישיבה הפצוע בבית החולים שערי צדק. הפצוע בחדר ניתוח, דיברתי עם הרופא המנתח, שהוא אופטימי. הפציעה היא לא פשוטה בכלל, אבל עיצבו את מצבו, ועכשיו הם פועלים להוציא את הסכין ולטפל בפגיעה. אני שמח לשמוע שהרופאים אופטימיים. כתבנו ניתאי ענבי מוסר שתנועת הרכבת הקלה בירושלים שבה בשעה האחרונה לסדרה אחרי שהופסקה בעקבות הפיגוע. חבר הכנסת ג'מאל זחאלקה התעמת בצהריים עם שוטרים שמנעו ממנו לעלות להר הבית בהתאם להחלטת ראש הממשלה נתניהו האוסרת על חברי כנסת יהודים וערבים לבקר במתחם. כולם רוצים שאני אכנס. לא, בסדר, אין צו, על פי איזה חוק אני מנוע מלהיכנס. תגיד לי, על פי איזה תקנה, איזה חוק, קמת צו, נלך למגנץ. מי זה נתניהו? נתניהו הוא לא סמכות מעניינת. יש בית משפט, יש תקנות. אין תקנה שאומרת ראש הממשלה יכול למנוע מחבר כנסת להיכנס למקום כזה. בדואי תושב הדרום נעצר בצהריים בעיר העתיקה בבאר שבע לאחר שברשותו נמצאה סכין. הוא נלקח לחקירה והרקע למקרה נבדק. מוקדם יותר היום נעצר במשרדי רשות המיסים בעיר צעיר אחר שגם בחיליו אותרה סכין. ספ בלטר ומישל פלטיני הושעו מפיפ"א בעקבות פרשת השחיתות. כתבנו תאו וייס. ועדת האתיקה של פיפ"א הודיעה באופן רשמי על השעייתם של נשיא פיפ"א סט בלטר, סגן הנשיא ז'רום ולקה ונשיא ופא מישל פלטיני ל-90 יום. בעקבות החקירות המתבצעות נגד השלושה במסגרת פרשת השחיתות, נאסר עליהם לעשות כל פעילות הקשורה לכדורגל. הרב שמעון אמר, הוא הרב מאופקים שנעצר הבוקר בחשד לעבירות מין בנערות. מעצרו הוארך בשישה ימים. כתבנו רמי שני. בקשת המעצר שהגישה המשטרה כוללת תיאור של עבירות מין אותן ביצע הרב בשתי נערות שהגיעו אליו להתייעצות. במשטרה חושדים שיש עוד נערות בהן בוצעו עבירות דומות החוששות להתלונן ובעקבות פרסום הפרשה הן התגברו על החשש. יצוין שהרב מכחיש מכל וכל את החשדות כלפיו. מזג האוויר, הלילה צפוי גשם מקומי בצפון ובמרכז. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר.
JM in the AM, that's Yehuda Green, brand new from the Barcheni CD here at JM in the AM, 11 minutes after 7 o'clock. So, um, some of you have heard about the uh, stand that the group Bon Jovi and its leader John Bon Jovi took when it came to playing Israel. Uh, not only did he stand up to the uh, BDSers, and specifically Roger Waters, who in the music world has made the has made a tremendous uh, amount of noise and has really led a campaign against Israel. But at the concert, the Bon Jovi concert this past Saturday night, they dedicated We Don't Run to the State of Israel. And I thought it would be appropriate to play the chorus from We Don't Run in honor of them and those who are standing with Israel at this time. There it is, probably the only radio show in the world that had Yehuda Green followed by Bon Jovi. Thursday morning broadcast, JM and the AM reminder tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline is going to join us. Our weekly uptake, take, update takes place at 7.40 in the morning, Eastern Time here at JM and the AM. Tune in from anywhere with the NSN app. And if you're not able to, uh, to meet us on time here for the beginning of the weekly update, you have the uh, NSN app archives, which features the weekly update in its, uh, in its section, uh, literally within minutes of the completion of our conversation. So make sure to be tuned in tomorrow morning for that right here at JM&AM and on the NSN app. And uh, later today, Josh Hastings is going to join us. He was a victim of terror yesterday. He'll explain the entire episode and give us a perspective on what it's like to be in that terror and that horror um, that our brothers and sisters are going through. Even those who are not directly involved seem to be going through it as uh, the terrorists unfortunately, often accomplish their goal of striking terror and fear in the hearts of many. J.M. and the A.M., Yitzhak Fuchs is next from the uh, CD entitled Miyad Nigalim here at J.M. and the A.M. Afakta mispedi, le macholli, pitachta sakiva, tazueni simcha. Afakta mispedi, le macholli, pitachta sakiva, Ta'zreni 
Shlomo Simcha with Hu Elokeinu. You heard David Lowy and Horeini. Yitzchak Fuchs had a fachta to open up those three. 29 minutes after 7 o'clock over David Goldwasser's words, Echenish Masar of Zebin of Yosef Alevi and Esther Basar of Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Rav Menachem Mendel Vizhnitzer said the following Chiddush, the novel interpretation in the name of his father-in-law, the great Sadik Rabbi Yisrael of Rishon. The appellation Mar Cheshvan comes from the lotion of they were moving their lips. During the months of Elul and Tishrei, all of Klal Yisrael have been engaged in Avodah Hashem, serving Hashem with love and awe, davening, singing praises to Hashem. Following these two months, our lips continue to move in rhythm with these Divrei Kedusha. It continues to inspire us. It is comparable to the one who leaves Shul after davening, still humming the melodies of the different piyutim that he heard while he was in Shul. After two months of being totally immersed in Torah and Tefillah, the lips move as if by themselves, continuing to intone the Tefillahs, the Shiras, the Sishpachos, the prayers, the songs, and the various praises. The Chavetz Chaim recommends that a person should always have a unique affinity for one particular mitzvah. There was a chassid who lived in Slonim in Europe. He was unusually keen about the mitzvahs of Sukkot. He would spend the entire year immersed in them, learning the halachos, the minhagim, the customs pertaining to the Yom Tov. Of course, he spent all the days of Sukkot sitting in the Sukkot, eating the Sudas, doing his avodah, blissfully content in his feeling of closeness to Hashem. It happened one year that on Isruchag, the Chosid was found still sitting in the sukkah. His family surmised that it was just too difficult for him to take leave of this precious mitzvah. However, 
A week later, he still had not left the sukkah. Finally, when the temperatures became frigid, he emerged from the sukkah and returned to the comfort of his home. The following year, the same thing happened. Once again, the chassid could not be persuaded to leave the sukkah. This time, however, he continued to remain in the sukkah even after the winter had arrived in full force. The family distraught asked the Rebbe what they should do. The Rebbe instructed them to move immediately to Eretz Yisrael. The family promptly went home, packed their bags, and moved to Eretz Yisrael. The Slonim Rebbe had explained to the family that this Yid fervently longed for the heightened spiritual atmosphere of the Sukkah. The only place that a similar environment could be found was in the Holy Land. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, Bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day. Two rivers flowed in a land long ago, and a voice from the water said, Follow me. I sat and cried by the dark riverside. So afraid that the waters would swallow me.
Good song, uh, Simcha Liner, brand new from SL2, as they call it. Simcha Liner, volume number two. That is um, Shalom 
here at JM in the AM. Nice song. Uh, before that, Cry No More. That is the uh, a song by Yaakov Shweki that actually came from a request on our app, the NSN app. If you check out the app, you'll see the request because it's right there in the comments section. Listener Ari says, good morning, Nahum. Please play Yaakov Shweki's Cry No More. I can think of no better song to express our feelings about the difficult situation in Jerusalem than that one. Oh, that's for sure. Josh Hastings is going to join us coming up. He was the uh, victim of a terrorist attack yesterday. Talk with him uh, just a few minutes here at JM in the AM. I mentioned yesterday on the air toward the early part of the 7 o'clock hour that two very prominent rabbis uh, who, if I revealed them, would mean a tremendous amount to this audience, really to this vast audience, uh, highly recommended that on specific days during the um, period of mourning for my mother, I utilize the opportunity for a minute or two to review the laws of chesed, as they're described, from the Chavetz Chaim's book, Sefer Ahavat Chesed, The Laws of Chesed. And yesterday I tried to come up with a good interpretation for those listeners who are not familiar with the word chesed of what it means, but I don't know if there is an accurate translation, but I guess loving kindness, generosity, um, that would be a uh, somewhat of an explanation. And um, the Chavetz Chaim writes about Avat Chesed. And... Um, uh, we use this opportunity to um, promulgate this wonderful book and to uh, honor the memory of my mother, Esther Bas Rabbi Yosef Halevi. The Chavetz Chaim writes, something else you must clearly understand. Remember yesterday we spoke about the uh, the mitzvah, the actual mitzvah, not an option but an obligation to lend money to those in need and more importantly to those who are poor than those who are wealthy or from a wealthy um lifestyle and are likely much easier for them to pay it back. He continues, something else you must clearly understand is that this mitzvah of lending does not apply strictly to money. Rather, the same law applies as a mitzvah to lend out one's utensils and other articles. All of these things are included in the character character trait of kindness, which is the desire of the one above, as the pasuk, as the passage states in Micha, because he desires chesed, kichafetz, Chesed who? And chesed includes everything that a person can extend to do good to his fellow, except that lending money is the senior most mitzvah of kindliness, since the mitzvah of lending money is a specific mitzvah of the Torah, as we said earlier. Um, Chazal have said, our rabbis have indicated in a Gemara in Meseches Erechin, that one who is miserly will not allow others to benefit from his possessions. And when they pressure him to lend an article of his, and he responds with a lie, saying he does not have it, his punishment is that heaven will inflict lesions on his house, at which point he will be forced to empty all the articles from his house, including the ones he denied having, at which point his lie will become obvious to everyone. From the Chavetz Chaim's Sefer Avat Chesed, and um, I transmit with great pride and uh, privilege uh, these messages in memory of my beloved mother, Esther Basr Yosef Halevi. More coming up. This is a Thursday morning edition of JM and the AM. And a reminder that tomorrow we have an opportunity to explore the different things going on in this world. We call it the weekly update. Malcolm Holmline will join us 24 hours from now. You can tune in at JM and the AM, jmtheam.org, and, of course, on the NSN app. Leap us next at JM and the AM.
When the sun sets on my Friday night, I get so starstruck from her holy sight. Heaven's angels dancing by her side, colored candles burning up the sky. Scary shadows dancing on the wall, but in our hearts we got no fear at all. It's total trust, the secret of her might. She makes a broken world feel so right. Cause she's got royalty in rhythm. Her tapestries are so divine. Cause she's got royalty in rhythm. The greatest treasure of all time. We dream of you Tuesday, Wednesday, buying gifts anew Thursday, Friday, and we're almost through Friday night, and we sing for you Scary shadow dancing on the wall But in our hearts we got no fear at all It's total trust, the secret of her mind She makes a broken world feel so right Cause she's got royalty in rhythm Her tapestries are so divine Cause she's got royalty in rhythm The greatest treasure of all time
the amazing Kolachai. Si Saviv. Eighth day before that with royalty and rhythm. You heard Lipa in that set with Ben Fega off of the B Positive CD. Two minutes after 8 o'clock on a Thursday. My name is Nachum Siegel, and this is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Had a listener sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Reminder, amazing programming on our stream all day long at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Following jmnam, Charlie Harari with the boardroom starting at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, 10 o'clock for Jew in the City and Allison Josephs. Uh, her program from 10 until 10.30. At 10.30 this morning, Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life. She's going to be featuring uh, Doug Sokloff and this new relationship that's been formed between Kitchen Sink and Sharsheret. You know, it's October. We're wearing pink as Sharsheret is supporting an amazing cause, or we're supporting, I should say, uh, the amazing cause of Sharsheret and promoting breast cancer awareness. Uh, they'll speak about that initiative plus other programs that are going on in the community to support Sharsheret. That's all happening today on our stream at uh, jmnam.org and on the NSN app. And at 1 o'clock today, after the live lunch, Gorf on the Stunt Show is interviewing Joel Sussman and doing a whole tribute to Safam's 40th anniversary, which I'm sure is going to be very cool. Uh, that's happening at 1 o'clock today, right after the live lunch. Uh, it's, uh, it's three minutes after 8 o'clock. Yesterday, we learned of our uh, friend Josh Haston, who was most recently was on the air with us during our uh, August trip to Israel from the Efrat Emergency Medical Center, you may recall. And Josh is... Um, Somebody who's uh, involved in a million things and some great organizations, plus, of course, a radio personality in his own right. And yesterday he uh, ends up as the victim of terror. Thank God, a victim of terror who has lived to tell about it. Josh Haston, live from Israel. Shana Tova, Josh. Welcome back to JM in the AM. It is an honor and a pleasure not to be on the show. I appreciate that. Take us through yesterday's episode. Explain to this. Or This is why you're on. You're on so all of us can get a perspective of, at least to, to try to get a perspective from an eyewitness and from somebody who is uh, a victim of terror, uh, what is going on with our brothers and sisters in Israel. Take us through yesterday's episode. No problem. So it was just a normal Wednesday. I uh, was commuting to Jerusalem, and I uh, used my Israeli application ways to find the shortest distance into Jerusalem. There was a lot of traffic. It was raining yesterday morning, so I took from my home in Elazar, Gushetzion, I took the road via Tekoa in eastern Gushetzion, which I've done, you know, I do it from time to time. I like the views, I like the feel, and uh, in this case, it was, uh, Waze was telling me it was going to be quicker. So I got past Tekoa, and I was about 500 meters from the checkpoint at the entrance to Jerusalem near Harchoma, and uh, all of a sudden I saw two cars stopped on the side of the road. And I had no idea who they were, what they were doing. Maybe it was a flat tire. So I passed them, kept going straight. I looked to my right, and uh, I see approximately 40 or 50 uh, masked Arabs wearing scarves around their faces running towards my car. I was alone at that time, running towards my car with not only rocks, but bricks and concrete slabs things you would see in a construction site. And they they had murder in their eyes. They were running. They were going to kill me. 
They were going to try to kill me. Um, at about 15 meters away from my vehicle, um, they were actually standing on the road connecting their village to the main highway there, going to Jerusalem. Uh, I decided I, you know, the adrenaline kicks in, and um, I took the gun, which I'm a, I have a registered gun here in Israel, as you can get. It's not that easy to get. But I had my gun, so I took the gun out of its holster, and I held it up in the car, in the car to show them I am armed. Um, at that point, the group who was running towards me hesitated a bit, as if, you know, okay, you know, the guy's got a gun. They hesitated for a couple seconds, maybe the, the, at, at the most, and then they kept coming closer. They were coming to kill me, to murder me. At about 10 meters or 10 yards away, um, I then uh, decided I had to act. I had no other choice. It was life, life or death. And I rolled down my window there on the driver's side and fired a round from my gun into the air. At that point, the gang of terrorists there decided to back off and flee. They fled back on the road, the uh, road which connects the village to the main road, they fled it back into flooded. Uh, they went back into their village. They they uh, they fled from the scene. At that point, I went to the checkpoint. I drove ahead 500 meters to report what just happened. And it was there. It was only there that I realized I was not the first car that had gone through. There were several other cars, and I can describe the scene. You have cars with their windows smashed in. You have a lady on the ground who's clearly in in, in shock with somebody else with their arm around there trying to calm them down. Other women are crying. Another man, you can see this on the Facebook page, is bleeding from, from his face. Um, and, uh, you know, at that point, I tried to get, you know, for those soldiers, I said, well, you know, they're, they're attacking people on the roads. They're going to hurt somebody. And the soldiers at the checkpoint, they can't leave because their responsibility is at that point. They cannot let unauthorized cars into Jerusalem. So... Um, they said you have to wait for the, the other soldiers, whoever's in charge of the area, to get there. I went as a journalist. I decided, you know, I'm going to go back. You know, I know the guys ran away, away from the road. I'm hoping that the soldiers are here by now. So I went back to the scene, uh, and the soldiers had, in fact, gotten there. What was disturbing to me is that they seemed like they were standing around waiting for orders, as if, as if the, the arrows were still on the hill with throwing rocks, pelt, trying to pelt the soldiers, and the soldiers were standing around waiting for more soldiers to arrive, for someone up higher up on the command list to give them the authority to go into the village and to quell this riot, to quell the violence. Eventually, 15, 20 minutes later, another unit arrived, and the soldiers went in with you know, tear gas and, and crowd dispersal uh, mechanisms. It was at that point I learned that one of the women uh, who was driving, probably the first car, they tried to get through, they had actually blocked the road, she was nearly lynched. They had uh, gotten to her car, were direct, in direct contact with her, opened the driver's side door, and were beating her. They were beating her. She was afraid for her life that they were going to lynch her, pull her out of the car. I later learned the police feared maybe there was a kidnapping in the area. They weren't sure. Somehow, this brave woman successfully um, you know, pushed the, the terrorist back, shut her door, locked the door, Put her car in reverse. I don't know how she had the, the you know, the frame of, of mind to do so, and turn around and went back to Tekoa, where she was from. At that point, she called an ambulance. They took her to Jerusalem. I only knew about this later. I saw the ambulance and realized that you know someone in fact had been wounded. Thank God, uh, light wounds, if you want to call them light. I mean, you can see the pictures of her in a, in a shirt drenched with blood, but she made out of out of there alive. Um, 
you know, thank God. And that, that, that was truly a miracle. And, and, and I'm, I'm lucky to be alive. I'm happy to be alive. They had murder in their eyes. They were coming to murder me. I have no doubt about it. So Josh, Today, I'm, no, I'm sorry. I just want to remind everybody that we're speaking with Josh Haston, the victim of terror yesterday, who, as he just described it, is happy and lucky to be alive. Go ahead. You were saying. Yeah. Now, so, so today, uh, unfortunately, and again, I, I'm not sure who is, uh, you know, calling the shots on this one. Because of the fact I fired into the air, um, I had to go under investigation for about two hours yesterday at the police station. Since that point, they confiscated my firearm. They are doing ballistics tests on my gun. I'm hoping to get it back as soon as possible because of the situation. Today here, I'm actually in Jerusalem right now today, um, you have the mayor of Nirbarkat, Telling people whoever has a licensed firearm should have it on their person uh, when they go out today to work. That is the situation. If you have a gun, you need to have it. I, unfortunately, am walking around today in Jerusalem with my holster. I just learned there was a stabbing attack about an hour and a half ago, a yeshiva student. I don't know his condition. I heard it was it was severe. I don't know that what's going on as of now. Uh, it just happened near the light rail here in Jerusalem, not too far away from where I am. Yeah. But I am doing what I can today. The day after, I'm not even, you know, it's like that part, yesterday's event, and the trauma, etc. The adrenaline kicks in uh, in that situation. At this point, my goal is I need to continue to protect myself and my loved ones. I have to somehow convince the police that uh, I need to get my gun back as soon as possible, and I'm, and I'm trying different ways and using connections, etc., that I have to try to get my gun back. That's uh, what I'm doing today. A bit of irony that the good guys end up without the gun, huh? Extremely frustrating. It's frustrating. I understand they have to investigate. I understand all of that. But I don't see a reason why, um, you know, as being the victim who did, I guess, the minimal to, to, to thwart potentially an even more dangerous situation. Who knows about the cars behind me? Who knows what else those guys would have done yeah. if I had not fired? If I had, if I had, you know, they, the police, you know, wanted to know, why didn't I just hit the gas? Um, and, and, you know, the adrenaline kicked in, and it was a fight-or-flight thing, and I decided to stay in fight, I guess, by just firing one warring round in the air. And uh, somehow in all of this, I, I am being treated as if uh, I, I did something wrong. And I assume they know And I assume they know you fired it from you, right? They didn't know from anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. I, I think the police on the scene were investigating, asking questions. I, I admitted I fired a round in the air, a warning shot, sent them scurrying back to their village. I admitted that, but because I let off that one round, um, unfortunately, and the system, you know, needs to be looked at very thoroughly. Now, I understand, but because uh, you let off that one round, you probably saved someone else's life as well, aside from your own. I, 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 you know, it's possible. I I don't know. I, 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 you know, there could, there could have been cars behind me who were spared what I almost had to go through. Well, well that's what's Who's that, to say? that's what's interesting. I mean, interesting is the wrong word. That that's what's baffling here is that you know, and many of us are familiar with the with the uh the site of that checkpoint that you're referring to. I mean, we've seen it a million right. times, you know. And I would guess as you discovered that there were people in front of you who had suffered at the hands of this mob, I I would think that that area already would have would have been uh, you know, dominated by security personnel at that point. If, if you were yeah, not the uh, first, so to speak. Unfortunately, it took it took too long. Um, and again, this is not a slight on the soldiers themselves in any way, shape, or form. They are following a chain of command until they have the authority. You know, they they can't move. They have to follow the orders of their superiors. So it's it's disappointing. Number one, it's disappointing that 
it took them a while to get there, that they weren't there. You're talking about 500 meters away from a, a, uh, a point that has, you know, it's densely populated with soldiers all over the, all, all over that area. Uh, it's disappointing, and it's disappointing that, you know, here you have the, these Arabs on the, on the hill, uh, terrorists, let's call them what they are, who are taunting the soldiers who are, who are firing rocks down on them, and they cannot act. They have to wait, and eventually they did go into the village with, you know, tear gas, etc. But this was a lynch mob. They were trying to murder me. They were trying to murder this lady in her car. Um, and, uh, again, here I am a day later, and, you know, just asking myself again, like, how is this possible that I do not have my gun on me, especially especially when you have, there's, you know, some of the schools in Jerusalem are closed today. The high schools today are on strike because the parents are afraid there's not enough security in their schools. There's a strike today. The mayor says you have to have, if you have a gun, take it out with you. You know, and I'm wandering around in the streets of Jerusalem today doing things that I have to get done and uh, just waiting, hoping that the police are going to call me to say, come pick up your weapon. As we speak with Josh Haston, the Jerusalem Post is reporting that a suspected stabbing has now taken place in central Tel Aviv. Police and emergency service en route. MDA paramedics state that one person was believed wounded in the attack. There you have it. You know, in Africa, when people say it's all about the settlements and the settlers and attacking the settlers, etc., of course, it's not true. But this is happening, uh, you know, not, uh, I hate to try to scare people, you know. I wish everyone would come to Israel and show their support and make Aliyah and all of that. But the reality is this is not about, you know, settlements. Yesterday we had in Kiryat Gat an attack, and Pithman attack. Now you say Tel Aviv. That, this is what's going on. You know, they, they're busy talking about whether this is an intifada or not an intifada. You know, first of all, it's a war. I don't like using that term. That's what it is. It's a war which has existed now for over 20-something years, ever since we sat down with the Palestinian Authority. Once and for all, and I, you know, I don't know how many times I've said it over the last 20 years, the, the Israeli government must say loud and clear, Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, these are not our partners in peace. These are... Uh, partners in terror. That is what they are. Until we recognize that, you know, we can do other things in the security realm. We can try to protect, add security, add soldiers, add checkpoints, do different kinds of things. But the overall mentality must change from the top down if we want to see some real results. It's been going on. This is a wave for sure. There's a spike, no doubt. But this has been going on regularly now for over, what is it now, 22, 23 years. It has to change enough Jewish victims. That's the bottom line. I'm happy to be alive today, Nahum. It's an unbelievable story. Anybody who uh, anybody who hears it has have to, just has to shudder with uh, with the uh, with agonizing fear as you went through yesterday. It's just unbelievable. And as you described it, it's not just you, but so many others. And on top of that, as you just alluded to. Uh, everyone is now walking around the metropolis areas, the main centers, the main cities of Israel, wondering who is near them and who wants to take their life and who wants to attack them. And this has nothing to do with Judea, Samaria. This has nothing to do with uh, with any specific areas of Israel. They are after Jewish blood. It's as simple as that. I, I have been stating, maybe too politically uh, correct, but I have been stating that it is a an extreme challenge, and I think everyone has to admit that, for the government of Israel, what to do, how to respond. Now, uh, the reason I say it like that is because I think that we all know what the response needs to be. It just takes a certain amount of guts and courage to actually respond in a proper manner. You, you, you yourself yesterday discovered 
that there's only one language that the enemy understands because they were right. they were approaching at a rapid pace until the use of force or the suggestion I should say of a use of force all of a sudden altered their plan somewhat or as you described it increased their hesitation uh, right. I don't know. I hope that the government of Israel and the leadership of Israel has the strength and the courage and the wherewithal to just do what it needs to do in order to protect its residents and citizens. No, no doubt about it. And, and I will admit there is fear here in the air, but, you know, and I'm not some tough guy. Um, but I, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm, I am personally not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm continuing on my routine. Um, I would like that security blanket as in, you know, as in the gun that I own rightfully and have a license for and had, you know, had to go through a rigorous process to obtain in terms of the, uh, you know, the background checks and the training and everything I had to do. But, you know, I just had a beautiful lunch in, in Mamila. is full of people today. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a delicate balance. I, uh, the last thing I want to do is scare somebody. Let's say who has a ticket to Israel in their hand and is thinking twice. I would not think twice. You know, people are still living their lives. There definitely is a spike right now, this week. And as you said, from top down, the government must take care of the situation. But it has to be not just the security post here and there. I believe it has to be a change in mentality to undo the, such a tragic mistake which took place uh, back in the 90s, which is Oslo. Yeah, well, we agree with you on that. But uh, it, it, what might be even more tragic is what happened 10 years ago where where everybody was convinced that the the move out of Gaza all of a sudden is going to create the most peaceful situation, and I don't, yeah. I, I think, I think in terms of absurdity, that may win the prize over Oslo. As absurd as Oslo was, and the thinking, it's a close toss up, <laughs> right? I guess it's all, but I, th- I think Gaza uh, wins the prize for absurdity, and like you said, it's you know like ch- choosing between two real winners or two that are very close to the finish line. All right, Josh, we're, we're very, where do you live, by the way? What city? I live in uh, El Azar, Gush Etzion, oh, you're in right El across Azar. the street from Efrat, next door to Neve Daniel. Yeah, we know yeah, it well. Beautiful, beautiful, thriving community, 500 families, men, women, children. And, um, you know, it's a great place to live, great place to be. And the Gush is amazing. 20-minute commute to Jerusalem. And uh, the weather's nice. I mean, there's so many positives. The kids are, kids are free despite all this nonsense. The kids are so free, living such a free lifestyle, which you really don't see in many places in the world. It's so unique and it's it's beautiful and uh, and we'll, we'll we'll get past this we'll get past this I just don't want to see Jewish victims along the way. Hey, not to be too dark, but uh, you think Waze needs to add an icon to the uh, to the different things that people are reporting? Maybe a little terror. No, I don't I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, you know, unless there's some app that can tell you, you know, maybe if there was a new app that said, okay, Road X has, you know. People trying to murder you on the road go a different way. Yeah. Well, um, I'm saying, I'm saying, I, I, I'm know, saying a little. T- I, I follow ways. I'm saying, I follow ways. Where it tells me to go. I'm saying it a little tongue in cheek, but uh, if, I know. But if, but if they would do that, I, I think it would, I think it would hit certain people right between the eyes. If they would do that, it, yeah. it, it would, it would but, wake certain people. But again, up. you have to remember, some of these things happen so fast; they yeah, just start, and there's no. no way around it. No, I'm, I'm just road, saying, I'm just, boom, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I know what you're. If they just introduced a concept like that, I think it would, you know, yeah. it would create a, a, a media stir that might, might get some attention. All right, Josh, God bless you. Thank God you're alive. Have a very happy, healthy, peaceful 5776, and we'll speak down the road. 
Amen. Thanks so much, Nachum. All the best to you and all your listeners. Josh Haston, a victim of terror yesterday, thank God, one who's able to walk away and discuss it with us, thank God. Just a taste of what our brothers and sisters in Israel are going through, everybody. 22 minutes, and yes, we should not abandon Israel, and don't rip up those tickets, and don't ask for refunds, and if need be, if we need to do our own solidarity trip to remind everybody about how beautiful and incredible Israel is, and every step of it is, we will, as we've done in the past. But hopefully, in the next couple of days, I hope, if not earlier, the authorities in Israel will get a handle on the situation and do what needs to be done. Again, breaking news story, Jerusalem Post suspected terror attack in central Tel Aviv. According to uh, the MDA paramedics, one person is believed to be wounded in the attack, a stabbing. And uh, tomorrow we have an opportunity to speak with uh, Malcolm Honline, get his perspective on everything that's going on in Israel and the Jewish world. 7.40 tomorrow morning for the weekly update right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Yussi Green, that's Adaraba. I want to thank our friends at OnlySimplas.com who continue to use our remarkable content. Yeah, I'll use the word remarkable, why not? Uh, for some of their news stories in their, um, what, what has turned out to be a very informative and in some ways very fun uh, news feed. Uh, Only Simchas, of course, continues to report on engagements and Briston and bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs and weddings and uh, everything that you uh, can imagine in the cycle of Jewish life, thank God. All the good things. And in addition to that, they have a wonderful news feed with stories from around the world, and a lot of our material gets into that, and we thank them very much. So OnlySimchas.com, you should check it out and enjoy it every single day. Plus, of course, um, enjoy the stories that uh, that we are responsible for. Give them even more. Share those even more. <laughs> Thursday morning, it's JM. The Mayor Weingarten is with us live via telephone. I've been dying to speak with him since the first days of Sukkot. Mayor Weingarten, welcome back to JM in the AM. Oh, is Mayor there? There we go. Mayor, are you there? I'm here. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Why would Thank I be... Thank you very much. By the way, can I just mention that if you type into your browser only Smachot, it will also get you to that. Place. How do you like that? Even when it's said properly, huh? Yeah. Anyway. Why have I been dying to speak to you since the first day of Sukkot on the air? you love me. Like, uh, like you know, like well, that's, we that's, love each other. That's certainly part of it. Um, and people are going to be shocked that you're on in the focus, and my focus right now is not what's happening in Israel. It was. It was just a few It was a few minutes ago. It was a few minutes ago, and trust me, trust me, if need be, uh, if JM and the AM needs to demonstrate that uh, it's safe and wonderful and incredible to be in Israel, we will. But that, but that's a separate issue at the moment. I, you're going to be, you're going to be, I don't know, maybe it'll put a smile on your face when I tell you why I'm calling. I was, um, I was uh, informed by a fellow congregant this past Sukkot that an interesting quirk in the Hebrew language. And I said to myself, I have to bring this to the attention of Mayer, and I bet Mayer already knows this, and it's going to be a completely, you know, anticlimactic presentation. Well, first of all, I wouldn't bet with you so fast, you know. (laughs) Well, let's see. Give me too much credit, but let's hear. Can you think of a word... Can you think of a Hebrew word, and it might be slang, frankly, I don't know where it fits in the, you know, in the annals of how it developed in the language. Can you think of a Hebrew word whose root, and I use that word, you know, very loosely. Okay, I'm not, okay. Ta- I'm not talking about a okay. real, I'm not talking about a real right. show, real three letter show Right, right. Yeah. Is the word etrog. Can you think of a Hebrew word that because of the nature of how it's used, and I'm being very vague, so I don't want you to get it right away. Uh, well, because I it, can tell you what I'm thinking of. I don't know if this is what you're thinking. Go ahead. But uh, this phrase was coined by a journalist uh, referring oh. to Ariel Sharon. I think he's got it. I think he's got it. When, when he decided to uh, evacuate the uh, Gush Katif. Right. So um, one of the more left-wing journalists, Amnon Abramovich, did not know he was being recorded, and yet is not ashamed as a journalist to have been quoted gazillions of times since, said, look, the journalists, we have a job now before the evacuation of Gaza, and our job is to make sure that Ariel Sharon is not indicted in any which way so that this thing doesn't fall apart, because he's the only one who could do this evacuation. And so he says, we have to 
watch over him carefully like you watch over in a trogue and you wrap it in the in the olden days they used to wrap it in what was that oh if, uh, felt not felt flax flax, flax. Uh, and, and protect would be the word right we have need to right, protect right, like, right. you wrap it in a, a trig let, say it again. Say it again. Le atreg. That's a, they made a verb out of it. Correct. Le atreg. Le atreg. I, I, you're a, and people, I'm sure, think this is a total setup. You had no clue I was no, going to no, ask you no. about. No, but it's, this is true, and it's well known. I mean, people who follow Israeli politics, for sure, are familiar with this. And and besides the linguistic aspect of it, <laughs> if you think about it from a journalistic perspective, right. a leading journalist, Leading journalist who's on almost every night on Israeli news channel two with his extremely left wing crazy opinions says this in front of other people is recorded and is not even embarrassed enough to, you know, retire, to resign, yeah, yeah. nothing. Or apologize or anything. Nothing. Yeah, we got to watch your. We, we, we will not report any bad news about Ariel Sharon, including possible felonies that he committed or whatever, because. We we got to make sure that this evacuation of Gaza. Happens. When it comes to today and reading about protecting someone, do you ever hear the word latreg? Yeah, it's it, it's used in Israel. It's unbelievable. It's so cool. It's yeah. so, only in Hebrew could that happen. Oh yeah, it's so yeah. cool. Protect them like an etrog. Like an, and, and 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 by now I'll I'll give you the positive aspect of this, of this story. The positive aspect of the story is the example that we're using is an etrog. Right. So even non practicing people in Israel, people who, who consider themselves secular right. or, or that some others might consider secular, are using a phrase to which you have to understand what an etrog is, yep. that it is kept very carefully. Yep. How secular could you be if you know what an etrog is? Yeah, and that you have to watch over it very carefully. Yeah, that has to be protected. Right. Tadarabame here. Bokato. Tov. There he is, marijuana guard. I thought I'd stump him. I thought, finally... I thought finally a fellow congregant had given me the ammunition, the material, what I needed to stump Mayor Weingarten publicly on these airwaves. <laughs> yes, I'm kidding, folks. I didn't, I didn't really set out to embarrass him. And uh, sure enough, he hits it right out of the park. Unbelievable. And tells us the whole story. My gosh. Remembers every single detail. But there it is. Latreg. I learned a new word based on the holiday of Sukkot. Uh, JM in the AM at 23 minutes before 9 o'clock on this Thursday morning broadcast.
Aryeh Kunzler, Ela Barechev is the name of that one. JM and AM before that, our Ibarach Chaden Company with Alchem Osayach Yerushalayim. Thursday morning, all of our, all of our thoughts with uh, Jerusalem and uh, Tel Aviv and all the other areas of Israel that have, uh, have an increase uh, of tension, or intention, I should say, over the last couple of days. I want to thank Josh Haston who joined us earlier, victim of terror yesterday. Just outside the uh, checkpoint at Har Chomah, going into Yerushalayim. Uh, if you missed any of it, check out the archive section of jmnam.org. Uh, don't forget, we have an entire day of amazing programming on our stream at jmnam.org and on the NSN app. Uh, coming up at nine o'clock, just fifteen minutes from now, Charlie Harari with a brand new edition of the Boardroom. Allison Josephs has a uh, an episode of Jew in the City. That's going to happen uh, starting at ten a.m. Eastern Time on the stream, jamnam.org and on the NSN app. At 10.30 this morning, Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life, and she's got another amazing program. In this case, it's uh, the the partnership that Kitchen Sink and Sharsheret now share. Doug Sokloff will be on the show and discuss how Kitchen Sink, in conjunction with Sharsheret, is supporting uh, a breast cancer awareness and uh, gaining support for this great organization of Shar Sharet, plus there are other programs going on in the community that support Shar Sharet, which Miriam will discuss today between 10.30 and 11. Right after the live lunch at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Gorf hosts the stunt show. He's in Boston. He's speaking with the folks from Safam. He's got an exclusive interview with Joel Sussman. I, I'm telling you, I am looking forward to that show like you cannot imagine. Safam is incredible. Forty years they're around. And Gorf gets to speak with them and feature them starting at 1 o'clock today. Pretty cool. want to remind you that there will be an evening of Torah in memory of Beth and Maris Vitelowitz and in memory of Yehuda Baim. Uh, they the victims, of course, of the uh, terrible accident that occurred um, that occurred the Labor Day weekend. Uh, it happens uh, Monday night, October the 19th. 8 p.m. at the Bialystoker Shul at 7 Willett Street in Lower East Side. Rabbi Baruch Simon will speak on the topic of the Torah view on communal response to tragedy. Uh, information about all this, you can uh, contact the Bialystoker Shul or the um, East Side Torah Center. And again, that happens Monday night, October, a week from Monday, starting at 8 p.m. in memory of the Feitelowitzes and in memory of Yehuda Baim. Uh, that happens in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Um, I want to remind everybody in the Mothers of Multiple Support Group, Nishe Cares and Maimonides Medical Center invites you to the uh, next program of Mothers of Multiples. Discover the number one pediatric enemy. Hmm. The number one pediatric enemy. We can have some fun with that topic. <laughs> uh, but I don't think it'll be a fun topic. I think it'll be a serious topic when Dr. David Klein, pediatrician of Maimonides, addresses it this coming Tuesday starting at 8 p.m., October the 13th at 8 p.m. at Maimonides Hall, 950 49th Street between 9th and 10th Avenues in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, Mati Atlas is in charge. There'll be a light buffet, a gift for all attendees. There'll be free parking. You can email her, Mati, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com, M-A-T-T-I dot Atlas at Yahoo.com 
for any information. More coming up. This is JM in the AM.
Yeraf not. It's Eitan Katz, that brand new single, wrapping things up here on a Thursday morning. By the way, for the record, I did hear from Shimon Lefkowitz. Yeah. He is, um, he is mildly optimistic regarding his New York Mets. And of course, he made sure to remind me what happened to the Yankees right after Yontif. Uh, we'll see what happens, Shimon. We'll see what happens. Will there be a Met Kiddish this year or not? We'll see what happens. Achena Bisrael and Achim Achem, brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, broadcasting live from the Sonia and Robert Gold Studios in Jersey City, New Jersey, around the world on the web, jmnam.org. And that wraps up a great Thursday morning edition. Continue to pray for our brothers and sisters and their safety in Israel. Tomorrow we have our weekly update. Malcolm Honline will join us starting at 7.40 a.m. Make sure to be tuned in. Great programming on our stream now at jmnam.org and the NSN app with Charlie Harari next and Allison Josephs and Miriam L. Wallach. 1 o'clock for Gorf and the stunt show with Safam, which should be amazing. Stay with us, jmnam.org and the NSN app all through the day. You'll be very happy you did. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.